This message is part of the teaching provided by House on the Rock Fellowship, a church caring for the Miami Valley region. Before you listen, be sure to access the notes in the download section of the message page. Have a Bible ready. Thank you for being our guest. It was 2016. It was our first Christmas in this space. Walls weren't up. There was the old tiling down all over the place. Maybe there were a few metal girders that had been put up, spacers. There was just kind of roughed in. But 2016 meant that Christmas came on a Sunday. And I can't tell you how many times in my professional ministry that that happens. It doesn't happen very, very much. I was like, oh, this will be neat. This will be neat. We'll have Christmas and church on the same day. Brand new church plant. A concerned mother comes up to me. She says, you're not going to ruin kids' Christmases, are you? Maybe. I mean, you're not going to take Christmas away from them by having church, are you? And so this began a very deep, deep internal struggle for a while. I mean, it lasted me about two seconds to discern whether or not we should have church on Christmas Day. But it does, it does raise an interesting question, doesn't it? I mean, because oh, for the last week on any of the news channels, you can see the cancellations. Hey, this church is not having, this, this church isn't gathering for Christmas. This church isn't gathering for Christmas. Of course, weather has come through and people have been saying, this church is canceling for Christmas. This church is canceling for Christmas. This church is canceling for Christmas. You guys know my position on canceling church. But I still, I thought, boy, I really need to wrestle with this. I, I need to, you know, how can you have church on Christmas Day. All right. And you know how I work. So I have, to, I have to draw this out. I have to think this through. I mean, is this something that's appropriate? Is it right? I mean, I certainly don't want to ruin a kid's Christmas. So, marker. How can you church on Christmas day, right? Can you do that? Is it right? I mean, all the wonderful things that Christmas is, is church just going to ruin it? I'm genuinely wrestling with these things, you know, I'm going back and forth. This is a very difficult time as a nation. This is a difficult time as a people. I don't want to rob people of hope. I mean, what is it about church that makes church church? And so, you know, I've got my, my trusted journal and what do I do? I start sitting down. I start, you know, is, it, is this a good thing to do? Lots of other churches are canceled. I got this one mom. She's angry at me because I'm going to ruin her kid's Christmas. What is it that makes church church? And maybe there's no place for church on Christmas morning, right? Maybe. So church. Well, what is it that makes church, church? I'm writing stuff down. I'm just, you know what church is? Church is Jesus. Right? That's why we gather. That's why we're singing the songs that we're singing. That's what we do on Sunday morning. Right? It's about 
centering ourselves and putting Jesus in the middle of everything, right? No matter how the world pulls me this way or the world pulls me that way, I need to gather uh, on church morning to center around Jesus. Jesus is in the middle of church, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wrote down Jesus. And I think to myself, all right, what's church? Ah, it's God's promises. God's promises. I mean, you guys know me. I mean, what do I do? I, I get up with my book and I say, hey, your book. Let's, let's, let's read this book. Let's look at this book. It's full of God's promises. And we need to remember God's promises. We need to hold ourselves to God's promises. So when we get together to do church, what do we do? We remember God's promises because it's all about God's promises and about keeping Jesus in the center, right? Because that's what, that's what church is. Okay, I don't want to ruin kids' Christmases. What else is, what else do we do on Sunday morning? Huh? We proclaim. We proclaim the kingdom. Your kingdom come, your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something incredibly political about a fellowship of believers. Do you know that? This is about as political as it can get. This is about as divisive to, to the world as you can possibly think of. This is countercultural. This is subversive. For a church to really do what a church is supposed to be, it's all about gathering, sticking a banner in the ground saying, we follow that king. It doesn't get more political than that, does it? There's one thing you're not supposed to do on Christmas. What is it? Maybe talk about politics? I don't know. So, but, but when it comes to church, it's about proclaiming the kingdom. What do I do? Well, I get up and I proclaim the kingdom. Hey, let's follow Jesus. Let's follow Jesus. Now, church is about centering on Jesus and God's promises and proclaiming the kingdom. I'm writing things down. What else is it? It's rejoicing, right? What did you guys just do? <laughs> I'm glad you remembered the important part. <laughs> we rejoiced, didn't we? Because that's one of the things we do when we get together for fellowship. What do we do? We rejoice. We celebrate and we sing all that God has done because we want to keep Jesus in the middle of it. Well, it's a gathering. I mean, look around. Everyone just kind of look around at everybody else. Make sure that your neighbor's not sleeping. <laughs> if they are, it's okay. Those sticky buns were amazing. <laughs> It's a gathering, but it's a special kind of gathering. It's a gathering of uh, misfits, outcasts, outsiders, inside and outside of the fringe. That's, that's kind of what a, that's what a good church is, a healthy church. We're not trendsetters. We're not influencers like Hollywood define it. We're, we're pretty much on the outside. We're, we're a gathering of, of people that the world has set out. That's, that's, that's church. That's what, when we get together, that, that's, that's who gathers. What else do we do? We give. There's a giving moment. Right now, there's someone saying, see, I knew he was going to talk about money. I knew it. I knew it. Well, but that, for God so loved the world that he gave. And that's, that's what we do. We give. Whether they're hope bags or they're giving to a special offering. If, if you uh, brought your Christmas offering, there'll be baskets out by the doors that you can drop it off. But what we give, there's giving that's involved. We, we're giving people because we follow and want to be like a giving God. So what do we do on church? We give. There's giving that's involved, right? Yeah. So I wrote down giving. And there's one more thing. I said, you know what we really strive to do as much as possible because we believe that's who and what we are. It's battle. It's battle evil. It does say battle evil. <laughs> right? When we get together, we're defying the kingdoms of darkness and evil. We're, we're, we're drawing lines and we're breaking through strongholds. 
We do it through prayer. We do it through song. We do it through confrontation. We do it through repentance. We do it through a healthy judgment that walks inside of one another's life and say, hey, come on, let's follow Jesus. That's church, right? Those things are church. Those seven things about Jesus in the center and God's promises and proclaiming the kingdom and rejoice and it's gathering and it's giving and it's battling evil. Those things are church. And maybe those things don't belong on Christmas. Maybe those things don't belong on Christmas morning. Take a breath, Molly. But then I did this thing. I took this out. And I started reading. This is Luke chapter 2, verse 11. The angel said to the shepherds, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. I says, okay, so that's Christmas, right? That's, that's Christmas. Christmas. That's a verse. Linus, Linus says that verse in Charlie Brown Christmas, right? That's, it doesn't get more Christmassy than that. Last night, we said it multiple times. We sing it. For unto you was born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And I started to think about that. Hold on a second. For unto you is born. Right? Christmas born. Who's born? Jesus. So if I look at the nativity set, who's in the middle of the nativity set? Well, it's Christmas. And what, what's, what's going on here? For unto you, that passage in, in Luke 2, that's the prophetic promise of God that he's going to make things right in the story. Well, okay, so Christmas is about God's promises. That, that, that's what Christmas is. What are the angels doing in this moment? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Christ, the Lord. Those are political statements. Those are political declarations. That's a, that's a new kingdom. Christ, that's the anointed one. Lord, that's a king term. So Christmas, what's Christmas about? Oh, Christmas must be about proclaiming the kingdom. happens after the angels do this? What, jo what, what joins that angel as he's speaking to the shepherds? Oh, there's angelic rejoicing, isn't there? So apparently Christmas is about rejoicing. How many of you have a nativity set in your house? Yeah, some of you do. Are the wise men there? That's right. Pancake, did you, did you have the wise men at the nativity set? You can tell me. Did mom do a no-no? <laughs> yes, I did, because that's where they go. Because uh, If we, you step back and you look at your nativity set or you read the story, you've got a, a single mom who's about to have a baby out of wedlock. You have uh, her fiancé, betrothed, who probably has no idea what's going on. And he's just trying to make the best do of it that he can. You have shepherds who are the outcasts of society. In maybe six, seven months, a year, you're going to have magi show up. They're Gentiles. They're pagans. They're sorcerers. They're astrologers. Who do they belong in church services for? It's a gathering. 
a gathering of outcasts. That's what Christmas is, right? It's a gathering of outcasts. What, what do those magi bring with them? Gifts of mold and Frankenstein and fur. <laughs> and gift cards to Best Buy, for those of you who were here last night. <laughs> hey, right? I'm sure Mary would have been th- thankful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's giving. There's, there's giving that's involved in Christmas. Maybe some of you opened some gifts some, this morning. My wife, she brought me to tears. She rocked my world this morning, one of the gifts that she gave me for Christmas. I couldn't, it's just tears flooded my face, her thoughtfulness. Because that's what Christmas, Christmas is about giving. But we also, if you're with me through Advent, we talked about another story that we don't like to talk about at Christmas. That's that frightful moment where the angel came to Joseph and says, you need to get this family out of here. Because Herod and his assassins are on the way. Because Christmas, if we're being honest, Christmas is about battling evil. Evil is there at the Christmas story. That, that's Christmas. And then I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. Well, it's about, that's Jesus and that's Jesus. And there's God's promises and there's about proclaiming the kingdom and Christmas is rejoicing and church is rejoicing and it's about <laughs> gathering misfits and it's about giving and it's about battling evil. And I had this, I had this, this end of the Christmas movie moment, okay? Okay, you know there's that one moment at the end of all of our favorite Christmas movies where the guy figures it out. He's like, What? That, that Grinchy Grinch moment. It came without boxes and packages and bags. Christmas maybe is a little bit more. Christmas doesn't come from a store. That, 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 that kind of moment, if you will. The Ebenezer Scrooge moment. Like, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> maybe the question isn't. Maybe it was a wrong question to begin with. Maybe it's not how can you have church on Christmas Day. Maybe it's about learning how to have Christmas on church day. Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe it's learning how to have Christmas on church day. Because what makes Christmas Christmas? And I've had to learn this, and I thank God for an amazing Christmas angel that God has given me that helps me learn what Christmas is, okay? Who says, hey, we're going to start setting aside a little bit so that we can have a special Christmas, and hey, how about this gift, because this is what this person needs on Christmas, and how about this, this will make it joyful, and what can we do to create this moment? What does it take to make Christmas Christmas? Someone, you, you got to make it happen. You make it happen. And prayerfully, each of your homes, there's someone there who's making Christmas happen, that makes the day what it is. And you look at the story, why is Mary there? Because she says, well, God, you want to do it this way, this is what we're going to do. Why is Joseph there? Because God told him to be there. Why are the shepherds there? Because they're invited to rejoice. Why do the magi show up? Because they want to be a part of it. They want to miss out on 
And so maybe for us, every time we gather, it needs to be like Christmas. Someone needs to make that happen. One of the movies that we watch at, at Christmas time is Polar Express. How many of you watch Polar Express? I know Santa's in it. Don't send me an email. But there's this powerful moment at the end where the conductor says to the little boy, you know, crazy thing about trains. That's not where they're going. It's deciding to get on. My invitation to you as you look at the new year is that you decide to hop on the crazy train that is following Jesus Christ. That you, you show up. You lean in. You, you make it special. You made this morning special. You did. You did. You, you showed up. You, you brought something. You laughed. You sang. You enjoyed. You made it happen. And I can't think of any reason why a devout gathering of Jesus followers couldn't have Christmas every Sunday morning. In your life, in the average person's life, you will experience Christmas on Sunday, calendar-wise, about 11 times. Okay? It's just the nature of how the year falls and leap years. The next time the calendar will give us this type of gift will be in 2033. 2033. I will have married some of you off by then. Some of you I will have laid to have rest. Some of you will step away. Some of you will lean in and become leaders in this church, helping others. <coughs> anchor their churches and their Christmases on Jesus Christ. So let me challenge you this coming year. Um, let's do church every Christmas. And every Christmas, let's do church. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May you know the warmth of his smile, the tenderness of his love. May today, may he give you peace. Amen. Thank you for sharing your time with us, and we'd love for the journey to continue. If you're a guest, would you consider reaching out to us? We would love to come alongside and encourage you in any way that we can. If you're someone who's joined us today, and you are desperately reaching to find hope wherever you can, Again, Jesus came that we would find hope. You can find hope today. If you want to send us a short note, a member of our hope team would reach out quickly, promptly, to come alongside and see what we can do to encourage you in whatever storm you might find yourself in. That's why Jesus came. That's why we're here. Jesus said there's two ways to live your life. And a wise man, a wise woman, builds their life on Jesus' instruction.